It's that time of year. Season 23 of Big Brother, their cast has been revealed. And I've got it right in front of me, all of the details. Who are these people? Where are they from? How old are they? How are they going to strategize to win? What is their plan? How are they going to do any of that stuff that they need to do to play Big Brother? So we're going to be talking about that on the first bonus episode that we solely feature Big Brother right here on Big Time Small Talk. Now, maybe you're not into Big Brother and this may be your first year getting into it because it is a lot of fun. It is a sociological, psychological chest match. And that's what I love about this show. So if it's your first time thinking about watching Big Brother, join us all summer long. I'm going to be doing bonus episodes about this show. If you are a loyal fan, you will love this too, because I am a loyal fan and we're going to be breaking everything down all summer long. So here we are today talking about the first cast reveal. Let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. And this is a bonus episode, the first of many throughout this entire summer where we focus solely on Big Brother. So if you're not interested in the show, hey, keep listening. Maybe you'll like the show because it is a fun time. But again, if you're not, that's okay. I will continue to have my traditional episodes of this podcast that you can listen to as well. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. Take the time to check out a few other episodes. I think you will really enjoy the show. It is something that I am passionate about. We talk about all kinds of topics, whether it's sex, depression, relationships, um, politics, nothing is off limits. It's really become a labor of love for me and it's semi-autobiographical. So I hope you'll give the show a chance. I think you'll enjoy it and then keep listening. Enjoy the bonus episodes because maybe you're fans of Big Brother, but uh, keep listening to the show. I think you will enjoy it. So today's the day though. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it. I have all of the cast info right in front of me. It was revealed today. Next week is, what is it, July 7, that they're having the 90-minute premiere episode. So exciting. It's such a fun show when they do it well. It's really exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. And they made a lot of promises about this new cast, that it would be not more diverse, not just in like race, but, you know, having different types of people, whether it be physical or what have you. Let's just hope that it's interesting people, right? That they have interesting people, that they are dynamic, that they play hard. You know, that's why I watch this show to see the sort of psychological drama, seeing people and these big personalities and all of the stuff that they do, not just, you know, vote with the house or, you know, do what everybody else is doing because they don't want to rock the boat. We want that damn boat to be rocked. I want people thrown under the bus. I want people saying, oh, you 
kept my name in your mouth or put get my name out of your mouth. I want house fights. I want drama. That's why we watch this show, right? We want chaos. I want like one of my favorite moments. They always ask, what's one of your favorite moments of all time of Big Brother? Keisha's birthday party. Now, for those of you who don't remember it, you can Google it. They had this knockdown drag out fight and then it was Keisha's birthday and they're like, who wants cake? And they start singing happy birthday, this group of people that can't stand each other. I mean, you couldn't write that stuff. It's just what happened. And those are the best moments, not manipulated by producers. The twists are great, some of them, but it's all about the drama and the, the chess match that takes place under that roof. That's what I love about this show. So that's what we'll definitely be focusing on as we progress. Anyway, so let's take a look at the cast, shall we? So I'm going to size these people up solely based on their photos, right? Because that's all I have. I don't have anything else in front of me. We're just going to look at their pictures and their little bio and size them up. Now, I will say a little side note, of course, I could be wrong about them. Some of these people, I might, I might think that they're amazing. When you watch them, you fall in love with them. But then your first assessment was like, yuck, you know, so who knows or vice versa, like, oh, I love them. And then you see them on the show and they're like, horrible people. So we don't know. I'm just going to judge them solely on their photo and their little bit of bio right here. Okay, let's start. So in no particular order, they have them listed here. Asia, I think that's how it's pronounced, A-Z-A-H, Asia, Awasam. She is 30 years old from Baltimore, Maryland, and she's the director of sales operations. Of what? I don't know. It doesn't say. And she says her strategy is to spot the power players early on, annihilate, or divide them one by one. I make a really I make really good decisions as long as there are no romances involved, no showmances. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. She might not have one, but you know, Big Brother has a great record. So, Asia is a black female. She's got kind of a big afro. She's cute. She's wearing a pink yoga outfit. She looks very fit and tiny. And uh, well, we'll see what happens. Next up, we have Christian Birkenberger. He is 23 years old from Harwinton, Connecticut. White guy, maybe something ethnic. He's got olive skin. And again, I'm just sizing him up by the pictures, just describing it so that you guys can play along at home as well. If you're interested in going along with me, you can go to tvline.com and uh, you'll see they have the whole breakdown of all the cast and you can look at these pictures at the same time I do, tvline.com. Otherwise, I will describe them for you. Okay, then we have Christian Birkenberger, uh, white guy, like I said, blue eyes, kind of scruffy, curly hair, kind of longish, and uh, not too long, it's just down to his jaw, and he has a beard and mustache, kind of a scruffy beard and mustache. He, 23, like I said, he is a general contractor assistant, which to me means he's probably physically fit, you know, lifting tools and working on buildings, maybe, I don't know. He says his strategy is ultimately be myself because I am a joy, but I would like to appear um, fun and clueless as to not raise any flags, align myself with people, with more people uh, and schmooze, et cetera, et cetera. So he thinks he's a joy. Hmm. Okay. I guess we will see if he's a joy. He looks kind of like he might be a little airheadish, but I don't know. 
Uh, Hannah Chada, I think that's how you pronounce that, C-H-A-D-D-A. She is 21 years old from Chicago. She's a graduate student. She looks ethnic, maybe part Indian, part black or all Indian or something. She's got black hair, beautiful eyes, olive skin, darker. And um, her strategy is to start with cultivating personal relationships with everyone in the house. I don't have to be everyone's best friend, nor do I want to be. Hmm, interesting. Sounds like a tough cookie, maybe. But I fully intend on learning about everyone's strengths and weaknesses. I don't want to have, I don't, I won't have any problem exploiting their weaknesses for my benefit. Hmm, interesting. So she sounds very calculating, which you need to be to be in that house. Next, we have Brett Champagne, white guy, looks Italian, may or may not be, um, wearing a pink shirt, sleeveless, kind of like he looks a little cocky, a little charming-ish. I don't know. It could go either way. Big smile. He, let's see, he's a flight attendant, like I said, 28. And although I feel my athletic ability slash background will bring me far in the game, my primary strategy for winning Big Brother is heavily dependent on my social abilities. I have been told countless times by many, both peers and strangers, that my charm is powerful. I plan on using the skill in every social interaction in the house for males or females. So he thinks he's charming. I guess we will see. Um, Brittany D'Angelo. Now, this, she looks like the girl next door. You know, it's nice that they have actually regular people. She's like average size. I don't know how tall she is. She's got brown hair, uh, brown eyes. I don't know if she has any makeup on. If she does, very, very little. 24 from Niagara Falls. Big smile. Uh, she's a kindergarten teacher, so I could see that. She looks very sweet. Her strategy is to simply put... Simply put, to never forget who I am as an individual, be authentic in the house, win competitions in order to secure relationships slash alliances in the house, and not be afraid to make big moves. I don't think she's going to be making any big moves. Usually when people are worried about themselves and, you know, staying to, true to who they are and being authentic, that gets bowled over really quickly. I mean, you're not going in that house to be authentic. You're going in that house to win $500,000 and to get people to want to give it to you and then, but not to want to give it to you too much or else they'll vote you out. So to walk that line, mm, Brittany, I could see her going first. Again, she may be amazing and win the game. I could be a thousand percent wrong, but that's just my assessment. Seems like a sweet girl. Sweet doesn't necessarily go far. Uh, next up, big dude, Derek Frazier. We've got, he's 29 years old. He's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is a safety officer, big guy. He's black, bald, full kind of a beard, wearing a red t-shirt and a gold chain around his neck. He says, try to get to know everyone on a personal level so that they never put me on the block. I will get everyone to do my dirty work because I am good at being a leader. All right. He looks like somebody that people will align with. He seems gregarious. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Will they trust him? Next up, we have Brandon Frenchie French. So I guess he goes by Frenchie. He's 34 years old from Camden, Tennessee, lives in Clarksville, Tennessee. 
and he's a farmer. Woo woo. My husband works in the agriculture industry. Yay, yay, yay. Um, he says he's all about building relationships with everyone, not just your alliance. Alliance. You know, being a farmer, no two days are the same. You always have to evolve and change. Um, yeah, I mean, he's skinny, white guy, uh, beard. He's got a little salt and pepperish in the beard. So he looks older, actually, to me than 34. But uh, he's wearing a baseball cap, blue and white shirt, collared shirt. Looks like a nice guy, but we'll see. Uh, next up is Travis Long. He is 22 from Austin, Texas, lives in Honolulu, Hawaii. He looks almost like Jason Momoa, kind of, but not quite because, I mean, Jason Momoa is dreamy, right? So this guy, he looks like maybe he's a Pacific Islander. He's got longish, wavy, curly hair. Um, he's wearing like an open shirt where it's open down to like his fourth rib and a necklace around his waist. So he's doing the hang low or hang loose Hawaii thing or the I love you sign like pinky and thumb out with all the other fingers down standing in front of the ocean. Uh, he is a tech sales consultant forming close one-on-one -on -one relationships with people behind the scenes, limiting yet utilizing my charis charisma, charisma person and personality to connect with people, but also not going too over the top with my friendliness and openness. Hmm. So I guess he thinks he can be over the top. Maybe, maybe not. Next up, Alyssa Lopez. Uh, I believe she's probably Mexican. She's got darker skin, dark eyes, beautiful smile, thin girl, really cute, dark hair with like golden highlights, honey highlights, um, tiny. She's from Florida, Sarasota, Florida. She is a swimwear designer, swimwear. Um, her strategy is to win the very first HOH. Okay, so this girl's coming to play. I think the, H the first HOH is the most important one. I would then be able to align myself with powerful physical and mental players, but I'd also try to make a final two alliance with someone outside of that. That way I can see the game from all angles. Well, you think you can, but I think that sounds like a good plan. We'll see if she's able to facilitate that plan. Uh, next, Tiffany Mitchell. She is 40. Ooh, a quote, old person, right? I think she's the oldest in the house. Detroit, Michigan, uh, phlebotomist, someone who takes blood. And her strategy for winning the game is learn as much as she can about everyone and keep my mouth shut. Wow, short and sweet. And I think that's actually a great skill in that house. A lot of people have a hard time keeping their mouth shut. And I think that if you try to learn more about others, they feel more endeared or, you know, find you more endearing. So that could be a good, good theory, a good strategy. She is a black woman, light-skinned black woman. She's got uh, blondish braids and her head shaved on one side so it's really short. And then the braids kind of flip over her head to the one side. And uh, she looks average size, like a normal person, which is nice because not everyone's a size zero. Big brothers like like, you know, the producers like to cast that. But so far, they have normal size women as well and normal size men. And then we have a very handsome, studly looking dude, black guy, big, big muscles, uh, bald head, medium to lightish brown eyes with a beard. Uh, good looking guy. Did I say that? Xavier Prather, 27 years old from Kalamazoo, Michigan, lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's an attorney. Hey, so he's got brains and brawn. Um, he says, 
let's see. He wants to make genuine connections and friendships with each of the house guests. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, he, he does. He wants to avoid bringing personal matters into game decisions and adapt to twists of the game. Good luck. I mean, I think men can do that more than women can, but it's really hard to leave personal out of it. If something happens that affects, you know, maybe your real life or somebody's doing something or saying something, it's really hard to do that. So maybe he can. We will see, Mr. Prather. Next, we have sort of a more ethereal looking young woman, Sarah Stiegel or Stiegel, Stiegel, I don't know, 27 years old, Boiling Springs, South Carolina. She lives in Fort Myers, Florida. She's got uh, white skin, very pale, kind of dark blue eyes, brown hair to her shoulders, big, huge earrings with these little pearls on them and a hair clip. So she looks, like I said, ethereal, kind of sweet, kind of innocent. Maybe she's a little shy. I don't know. Maybe she could be a pushover. Again, I could be wrong on all of this. She's a forensic scientist. Oh, so she's smart too. Um, I plan to float. I want to make everyone around me feel at ease and convince them I am not a threat, but I'm a loyal person. And Hopefully they'll realize that too late and it'll be too late to stop her, she says. Hmm, I don't know. Usually girls like that, when you try to float, it doesn't work. Floating is something that just happens, right? Or people who don't connect with people. So I don't know if that's the best strategy, but being a scientist, I figure she's probably a smart cookie. Um, I guess we'll see. Usually the sweet girls are the ones that go first, though, sadly. But sometimes they stay a long time because people overlook them and don't see them as valuable. Next, we have Christine Valadiseri. I think that's how you pronounce it. She is 27 years old from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but lives in North Hollywood. She's white, um, really pretty, thin, but not too small, tan. She's got maybe brownish, greenish, hazelish eyes, but she's also bald and like completely bald. It doesn't look like she shaves her head. It looks like she doesn't have any hair whatsoever. I'm not sure about her eyebrows or her eyelashes. Um, but she says she's a professional dancer and she's going to follow her gut, be herself. She wants to get to know all the different personality types and try to understand them and respond to them as well. And she, I also, as she says, I also plan to use my hair loss secret to my advantage. Now, I'm not sure how it's a secret. I don't know if she's going to be wearing a wig to begin with or it, the reasons why she's got hair loss is a secret because it's pretty obvious. So maybe she's hiding it. I don't know. Curious to see. But obviously, if she's a professional dancer, she's very fit. She looks like a really nice person, like somebody who's engaging and you'd want to get to know her. Okay. So now there's one, two, three more house guests that we're going to talk about. I'm going to take a break first before we go to the final three here. But first... I want to tell you, in the words of Julie Chin, but first, I want to tell you about actually entering into that house. When you enter into that house, there's something that happens to every single person. And I want to share with you, because I know it happened to me, and yes, I was only there a brief time, but I have compared with my friends who have been past house guests, because I know a lot of people from Big Brother, even the ones that weren't on my own season, it's just like you end up getting to know a lot of them. And this happened to all of us. 
I can guarantee it because we've all talked about it. What is that thing? I'm going to share it with you coming up right after the break. Stay with me. Well, welcome back to this bonus episode of Big Time Small Talk featuring Big Brother. Before I tell you what that one thing is that I experienced in the house that I, I know for sure affects every single person that walks through that door because I've compared notes, I've talked to past Big Brother house guests, lots of them are still my friends that weren't even on my season, we all experienced this. And it's not something you can know until you're there. So I want to tell you about that. But first, if you want to stay in touch with the show, please click subscribe. I'm asking you now and I ask every single show. I'm growing this show and two, two ways, there are two ways to grow the show. The first one is to subscribe so that people get the notifications. You never miss a show. It really, really helps. So please, if you haven't yet, take a moment, click that button. I guess on Apple Podcasts, they changed it to follow or following. Just go in the top right-hand corner on, on the Apple Podcast app and just click, I don't know if it's three dots or a little check mark or an arrow or something, top right-hand corner, just click follow. It is the same thing as subscribe. I don't know why they had to be. Apple always tries to do things slightly different and it just makes it difficult sometimes, but Anyway, so please, please, please click subscribe. And while you're here, if you're just checking out the Big Brother bonus episodes, please check out some of the others. I have some fun topics, some serious topics. This show has really become semi-autobiographical for me because I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm looking for truth and honesty and being raw and open and real. I don't do a show where we just do a bunch of interviews. That's done. Everybody and his brother. If you want interviews, you can find them all across every single podcast, like streaming service, every single one. There's a bazillion of them. I do interviews sometimes, but mostly it's really about connecting with you guys, the listeners, and sharing my experiences and observations. And, you know, I like to compare my experiences to the podcasts that I listen to. And so we talk about sex, we talk about politics, we talk about race, we talk about depression, anxiety. We also have a laugh. We talk about everything. Nothing is off limits. And I think it's great because all of us at the end of the day can relate to each other in some form or another. And that's my goal with this show. That's why it's called Big Time Small Talk. It's Stories and observations beyond just the light, fluffy, <laughs> yuck, yucks, because that to me is the most compelling listening material. So please click subscribe. Also share the link with a friend or a family member. Share it on your social media. Help me grow the show. That's the second way to grow a show is by people sharing it. If you like the show, even if you're on the fence, keep listening. I promise you will like this show. You will feel like I, what I hear regularly, and thank you to everyone who writes me on a regular basis, is that they feel like I'm their friend. They feel like they know me. I'm like in their ear as they're, you know, driving to work or on a vacation or traveling or are at work or going for a walk or working out or right before they go to bed or 
you know, one lady's like, I just take a bath and listen to your podcast. So if you're in your car, office, home, outside, whatever, that's what I like to do is to connect. So please, please, please share the show and keep listening. I think you will, I know you will enjoy the show. If you want to write the show, you can write me at bigtimesmalltalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's bigtimesmalltalkpodcast podcast at gmail.com. You can also, like I mentioned before, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and leave a voicemail. I want to hear from you guys. This is going to be an interactive thing that we do here when we're talking about Big Brother. Or if you just want to say something else about the show, you can also leave a message anytime, 24 hours a day. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram as my name, Jody Rollins. I appreciate the follow helping grow that, um, helps grow my show audience as well. And then of course I'm on Twitter where I talk a lot of big brother at Jody's box as in Jody's mailbox, Jody, big brother 14. You can find me easily there. Um, if you want to short, uh, support the show financially, please do that. You can go to the anchor app or anchor.fm or in the show notes of every single episode. Every single episode has show notes. Scroll down to the bottom, click support this show, or do it in the app or anchor.fm, as I mentioned. And you can pick 99 cents, I think 4.99 or 9.99. Pennies, pennies for this excellent, excellent entertainment. And you just pay that once a month. It's very simple. So I appreciate any support, whether it's financial or just your listening, your sharing of the show, your clicking subscribe or follow. And lastly, please leave a written review and click five stars on Apple Podcast. I can't tell you how much that helps. People decide whether or not to listen based on your reviews. So please click five stars and write that review. It takes two seconds, right? Two seconds to write a few sentences. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Whew, we got all that out of the way. Thank you for listening to all that. Um, so here's the thing that I experienced when I was in the Big Brother house. And yes, I know I was only there a brief time, but every single person who walks through those doors can tell you it is nothing like on television. Like, here's the, the fact that you are in sequester for a week and cut off from society, no phone, no computer, no television, no streaming anything. You have nothing except for they give you like coloring books and crossword puzzles, movies to watch and old episodes of Big Brother. That's it. You have no interaction with people other than when they bring you your lunch. They're like, here's your food. There's your drink. Bye. Or if you need something, you can call up and that's it. You don't really spend any time with human beings. So you're starved for human interaction. Starved. And I think they do this on purpose. And then when you finally get into that big brother house, you have been waiting all day. You've been doing press interviews. That's your first sort of interaction with people. They ask you a bazillion questions and then you wait and you wait and you wait and finally you go and you do that whole thing where, you know, Julie Chen is like, you know, and next we have these four house guests and you walk out, you're not allowed to talk to them. So you're still starved for human interaction, but you're so excited and nervous and scared and sizing everybody up. And then when you can walk into that house, usually everybody runs, you feel like you're free because you're no longer silenced, you're no longer sequestered. So 
even though you know you're on television, it's not something that your brain can wrap your like itself around. Like you can't wrap your mind around it. That's what I want to say, because you see the cameras and it's really, really bright in there. I mean, it feels like a sunny day indoors and you're running around and trying to get your bed and then at the same time trying to size people up and it's exponentially more difficult than it looks on TV because all of a sudden you're in this place that you've dreamt about like most of us did. I know I did. I literally dreamt about it and it's so exciting that it's overwhelming. It's tactile because you want to touch everything and you want to see everything and there's all these bright colors and it's like, oh, it it feels different than when you see it on TV, like the shape of the house. I don't know how to describe it, the way they film it. And then when you're there, I'm like, oh, well, this is where the curve of that room goes. And then, oh, the kitchen's more horizontal than diagonal. Like it just feels foreign. Every single thing is foreign. And so you're in there with these people and your instinct, no matter who you are, is to belong, you want to fit in. So all your crap that you've said about, I'm gonna do this and this is gonna be my strategy, goes out the window. Because your first instinct is, I need to connect with these people, and then you're like, hey, where are you from? And then you sort of forget because, yes, it's like your job to play big brother, but you just wanna talk to another human being. And it's like, oh, you know, like you're from Colorado, or me too, or I've been there, or my grandma lives there, or my, you know, my cousins live out there. And you sort of revert back to regular life, but not. And so it's this constant push pull between like your everyday experiences and like if you met somebody for the first time, you know, or if you didn't, it, it's just weird. So then you start to feel the energy and not everybody's good about reading energy, but you start to feel like, okay, this person doesn't like me or that person doesn't like me or this person is really clingy. I don't like them or this is weird or they remind me of that chick I knew in high school or, oh, you know, that guy seems like he's powerful, but he's not talking to me. So it's a brain F like all of these things are overwhelming in your brain and yet you're supposed to go in there and do everything you're, you said you were going to do with your theories and your strategies. Then the producers will throw a bunch of crap at you and surprises and in between there you have to like go in the diary room and then maybe you're hungry but then you don't want to eat right now because you don't know what's happening and it's just brain overload. It is nothing like you think it would be. I guarantee it. And it's fun, but it's scary because you're like, oh, I see those people over there forming like a, a little group. Should I be over there? And you're like talking to somebody you want to talk to. And, you know, like in my case, when we got coaches in there, then it's like, oh, well, I want to talk to Brittany because I was like a huge fan of Brittany. And then you're starstruck when they're like celebrities. And it's a lot. So when I read about all of these current house guests or soon to be future house guests that are like, oh, I'm going to do this or that. You can settle into your strategy, but within the first several hours, it is not possible. It is so overwhelming. And you're like trying to be on your best behavior and try not to like do anything weird. It's you're sort of putting on a whole persona, you know, like, yes, you want to be yourself, but you want to make sure you're not offending or making someone else uncomfortable or giving off too much or seeming too smart or too dumb or useless or somebody who's a waste to be there or somebody who's a threat. So it's a fine line to walk to have to do all of that.
And then your insecurities come in there. No matter who you are, you're going to feel insecure there to a certain extent because it's new and you don't have anybody and you don't have your vices. You know, people who get uncomfortable, they go out and smoke or they call their friends or their family or they just stare at their phone or they read or they go exercise. You can't do any of that in the beginning. You're just thrown together with these people and it's just like, and talk. So, and some people just aren't talkers, but you sort of have to. So that is my experience with walking into that house. So we'll have to see what these uh, newbies actually do versus what they said. All right, so let's finish up the cast. Let's see. Okay, cast, uh, we have Whitney Williams, kind of stereotypical blonde girl that Big Brother usually hires, tiny, blue eyes, big lips, big smile, uh, blonde hair, cute girl, uh, woman, she's 30, Portland, Oregon. And again, this is, when I say stereotypical, this is just based on the picture. I may want this girl to win when we get to know her. She may be amazing. I may meet her someday, want to be her best friend. But just from the pictures, it's just like, that's all we have to go off of. Um, she's a makeup artist. Her strategy is, I do know that I'm going to go into the house as a strong competitor while hopefully not making too many ripples. I also want to uphold my values, create genuine friendships, but winning this game for myself and for my children is my top priority. Well, so maybe she has a Christian, maybe she's a Christian because a lot of times when they have house guests on who say things like about their values, they tend to be Christian and big brother loves to throw in people who are uber Christian. Again, nothing wrong with that, but they like to mix it up with somebody who's like, oh my God, Bible thumper. So they can create drama. But uh, she seems like a nice person. Next, we have an Asian person. Wow. That's pretty rare on big brother, sadly. Um, Derek. Zhao, I think is how you pronounce it, 24 years old, from Baltimore, lives in New York City. He is a startup founder, so he's a smart guy. He wants to build relationships with everyone in the house and slowly turn friendships into alliances and then layer in um, unassailable logical reasoning in influence and influence to influence people's decisions. Unassailable? Okay, so he's Asian, he's skinny, 24, um, has a really cute smile, looks adorable. He's got glasses, he's got really sweet eyes, he looks very innocent, but he looks like someone you could trust and be friends with, so I don't know. I hope he outsmarts them all. And the very last, but certainly not least, Kyland Young, 29-year-old he looks, I guess he's black, maybe something else in there, uh, curlyish afro as well, and he looks pretty fit. He lives in uh, Venice, California. He's an account executive. His strategy is to combine his subtle influence of the subtle influence of Derek with Cody's charm, Dan's strategic thinking, and hold back on showing how good I am at competitions until I have to. Hopefully not needed until the end like Casey in season 20. I know that sounds like such a vague idealistic plan, but I genuinely believe that I have each of those attributes, capabilities, well, slash capabilities I am describing. Okay, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Good looking guy. So that's the cast, you know, that is all of them. We've sized them up 
Here's one thing I will say about this show. Each of these shows, I'm going to try to do at least one a week. Maybe we'll do more if there's some more exciting stuff that happens during this season. But if you're looking for a podcast about Big Brother where they only say things like, so who do you think is going to win? That will not be this show. Because as I said in the beginning, I love the sort of chess match of it all, the sociological part, the, the psychological issues, the drama. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be sizing people up. We're going to be looking at their personalities. We're going to look at why people do the things they do. I'm a naturally curious person. That's what I'm going to be talking about. That's what I'm interested in. And I hope you will be too. If you guys have thoughts, don't forget to A, subscribe and B, leave a voicemail because I want to share all of this. I want to share your opinions. So this is a very interactive show. Um, I think when you listen to shows, whether it's the video podcast or, you know, standard audio podcasts or what have you, and the only thing people focus on is who's going to win, that's fine. But really, along the way, all the juicy little tidbits, that's what I love. There's no way to really predict who wins. I mean, if there's like 14 house guests, you have a one in 14 chance of knowing who's going to win, right? So yeah, maybe you can pick somebody. But so much comes into play. The producers kind of throw in some stuff. There's twists that happen. Maybe somebody gets sick. You know, um, someone is in a showmance and now they no longer are somebody who can win because they're seen as a power couple and they both get voted out. All kinds of things can happen. So predicting who's going to win, boring. We're going to size everyone up and really talk about the fights. I'm going to be playing clips. I am going to have past house guests join me from time to time, and they too will help size it up. So we're going to have fun. All right. So don't click, don't forget to click subscribe and share the show. Once a week, I will be here doing these bonus episodes as well as my traditional episodes. I hope you give my show a chance. I think you will enjoy big time small talk. And let me just tell you, I end every episode with, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh -huh.